0: You're listening to the last session of the day with The Therapy Guys.
1: Today, we have uh, special guests, uh, Colleen and Rachel from Fitness with Friends. And the conversation today is really the connection between mental health and fitness. Uh, I'm always joined with Timothy and uh, let's kind of jump into it. Maybe Colleen and uh, Rachel tell us a little bit about Fitness with Friends and uh, hopefully we'll take it from there.
2: Hi, nice to be here. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Um, yeah, thanks so for having this us. Is Rachel. <laughs> this is Rachel um, and, you know, we could talk a little bit about how Fitness with Friends came to be because it really is sort of. Something that has uh, helped us emotionally and, and um, our well-being, um, especially during this pandemic. But Fitness with Friends came to be because um, I myself am not one who loves to work out or didn't. Now I do. Um, and, you know, Colleen, on the other hand, is a very avid um, workout enthusiast. Um, she's a Division One. Uh, sports sc- scholarship with field hockey. She's just very motivated to stay in shape and and to stay on schedule. And I started taking a personal trainer at my gym, which was very expensive. And I asked her to come with me because that helped me stay on task. And sure. so she started with me, and we loved it. And she loved the personal training. But after a time being, um, she said to me, "You know, we're spending a lot of money. Um, we'll make our husbands very happy." If I start training us and I think I could do it. Like I see what he did and I, I can do what he did. I've done, you know, I've done this my whole life basically in the gym. So I said, all right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, and I was a little skeptical, you know, but she was always very good at keeping me motivated and keeping me on task and, um, incentivizing me, um, giving me a big kick in the butt to get to the gym. And she started training us at the gym, both of us. And I realized, like, she did a great job. She really put together um, a program every day that kept us on track, and it was great. And then um, it really started that our friends started working out with us as well. And she was keeping everyone sort of on track and um, motivated and having fun while we were working out. So. We started getting groups of people together and doing these fitness classes where Colleen was really leading the class and, and it just kept growing and growing. And these were free, you know, this wasn't a business at this time Mm -hmm. and people just kept coming on Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, and we would do these fun classes with great music. And so one day Colleen came to me and said, you know, I really think that we have something here. We could start a business and we could do something that we love while helping other people and making money and be, having it be a job, but really helping people and having fun. And I, I agreed with her. And so Fitness With Friends was born from the desire to help people have fun, get in shape, be social, without this judgmental, um, intimidating environment. And so we, were, we started Fitness With Friends um, in person, it was first-in-person, we were supposed to be doing groups of people who could book classes together, and then the pandemic came, um, right. and we, we sort of had to pivot and do online, which, which works still. We find people like to work out at home uh, as well, um, but that's how Fitness with Friends came to be, and um, it's growing and growing, uh, and we just see, keep seeing people happier, healthier, results happening, and it's, it's quite amazing.
1: Wow. That's a that's a great story. Uh, Colleen, what about yourself? What, what do you feel like gets you excited about what you do? Because it sounds like Rachel spoke to the idea that you've always been exercising mm-hmm. and this idea just to kind of turn it into a, a business, of course, but also the idea to help other people to have fun and exercise. Um, <clears throat> I know it... Um, It's definitely going to take off. So maybe you could speak a little bit about what gets you motivated, what gets you excited to kind of have this idea.
3: Yeah. So um, I came actually from the corporate world the last 20 years. So I was an athlete and then I pivoted to the corporate world and Mm. so exercised on my own um, as a hobby, but pivoting back into exercising and um, helping people get in shape and what really motivates me is when I see my clients that are all in and they're getting results and they're seeing, um, you know, they're getting healthier. It's not all about weight loss for us, right? We're we're very um, clear to our clients. You know, we're, we're not a weight loss company. We're here to help you feel better about yourself. We want you to um, get stronger, get fitter, and in the end of the day, if you have to, lo- if you lose a couple pounds, that's you know icing on the cake. But um, you know, we have some loyal clients now, yourself included, Constantine. I don't know if i are allowed yeah. to say on the podcast, but <laughs> um, we have some loyal clients that we have really um, have seen dramatic results, um, and that makes me feel good. It makes me feel good that I'm helping people. Um, when the clients come to me and they say. You know, I really didn't like working out before, but now like I get up every day and I can't wait to do my workout or my clients ask me for extra workouts during the week because they want to add another day into their schedule. Um, it just makes us feel good, Rachel and I, um, that we're, we're doing it. We have a business that can help people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and this idea, again, about mental health and fitness and how that kind of goes uh, hand in hand, it sounds like you really tapped into something, having fun, enjoying it, and also getting healthy. Um, The question, I mean, I think everybody out there knows or or kind of intuitively feels that being in shape uh, somehow makes us uh, emotionally feel better. Uh, But I guess uh, the question and maybe Tim, you can kind of speak to this a little bit more about what's the nitty gritty? Is it like the chicken or the egg? Do people first exercise and then sort of feel emotionally better? Is it that people have to be in an emotional space, uh, quote unquote, be ready to take on a challenge like getting, getting in shape physically? you know what what are your thoughts
0: well you know i it's it's sort of both I think you know in in a lot of different ways there there have been a lot of um, really interesting studies that i and, and they've been doing studies like this for quite some time where they you know they take uh, let's say a hundred people with moderate depression right and then they give half of them you know a leading antidepressant and then they make the other half just exercise three or four times a week and you know they they almost always find and don't quote me on this you know uh-huh. Almost always find uh, that the group exercising three to four times a week comes back significantly less depressed than the folks taking the medication, right? And then also, you know, in, in different studies where they where they bring these people back after months or years, the, those those results still um, are true. Um, so it's it's almost it's it's almost mind blowing a little bit to 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 kind of be able to almost determine that exercise is a better treatment, you know, according to lots of studies for moderate depression than any medication is. Right. So, so on that hand, I think it's very much, you know, like exercise and activity influences mental health. Whereas also I think the opposite exists as well, right? Our mental health can completely dictate our, our um, like uh, motivation, our, our ability to get up and get out and do things. Right. So, I do think that it's, that's an absolute chicken or the egg situation. And, you know, what, what a lot of, you know, when we're working with folks feeling down and depressed, a big part of what we do is behavioral activation and Constantine, I know, I know you know all about behavioral activation, but basically it's just, you know, doing more because kind of the, the way that it goes is the more you do, the better you feel, the better you feel, the more you do. So I think it's very cyclical in that way. You know, and and exercise is a huge, huge, huge component to this. And um, I personally find exercise extremely rewarding as far as self-care and taking care of myself as a therapist. And I um, I don't want to say that I recommend it to every person that I see, but it's a, it's a huge component. And whenever I'm talking about behavioral activation or doing more, you know, fitness always comes into the conversation.
1: Uh, sure. And that's, uh, I really liked what you brought in about the behavioral activation yeah. piece, because a lot of people feel like they have to be in an emotional space, and then things will somehow happen. But I think mm-hmm. when we talk about exercise or anything else along those lines, um, you know, the way I always present it to people I work with is that you know, feeling better is is almost like a, a payoff um, after doing something, right? Like, and I think fitness is very much like that, right? Like, it's it's really being able to engage in it, do it, and feeling better is almost like a reward that that you're um you know that you're getting mm-hmm. after. Engaging in a particular behavior, so um, <clears throat> so to me, that's such an important element to um, to be able to do some sort of a fitness routine, be it um, every day, uh, maybe something we we can talk about uh, availability and how people typically Mm kind of work in routine in in their daily lives, Uh, or be it something that they do every day or be it something that they do uh, less frequently, it definitely has a positive impact on how uh, we feel emotionally. And maybe, Rachel, you can kind of jump in and talk a little bit about sort of how that works out with the individuals that you work with.
2: Well, first off, I wanted to just say that gave me chills, like understanding the studies that prove working out can be, um, more impactful than even medicine. And, um, I think the biggest thing to realize, um, for people who may not be so motivated, and I'm, and I'm one of them, like I, I don't physically love, I didn't love working out. I do it because I know it makes me feel good. And, and Colleen got, I mean, I have to be honest, Colleen got me into doing that, but, um, You don't have to work out for 30, 40 minutes a day, three or four times a week. People should realize, like start small. If they're feeling that it's overwhelming to them, they could start five or 10 minutes a day. They could take a brisk walk around the block and that starts the cycle. It just will start the motivation of feeling good, getting more energy. The more you work out, the more energy you'll have. And so I think that's the important thing is to realize it doesn't have to be this huge workout that you do and you have to be be sweating at the end of it. I think just a little bit of just a little bit is better than nothing and it will just start improving your mood, your energy level. You'll have better sleep, you'll feel better about yourself and I think then it beca- it will just grow. It will just grow like a chia pet. It just will get bigger and bigger. <laughs> it's so
1: funny that you say that because that's that's absolutely true in my mind I had exactly that that it has to be like a 45 minute an hour kind of thing where you're sweating kind of what we see sometimes in the movies that there's a lot of boxing involved and it's like a half hour thing and then it's followed by stretching and that's another hour and yada 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 it's like 90 minutes into it so I really like it I really resonate with that idea that you just start off almost like framing it out Having time beaten, for instance, yeah. I know I do it in the morning, really. Just like even setting the alarm clock. Okay, from like seven to seven thirty, this is the time that I'm dedicating to to exercise so that you don't really schedule anything else. Because to your point, Rachel, it's exactly how I thought, I don't know, for, for two decades that it kind of has to be yeah. this big thing. And, you know, obviously this is not a pro- necessarily a promotional program, but I know for me, like getting an eye watch was very helpful because you get to close out those rings and you kind of mm. feel a sense of accomplishment and you can set them to different amounts be it 15 minutes, 20 minutes. It kind of gets you that jolt to be able to do it. So I know something as simple as uh <clears throat> as a, as a watch kind of gets you gets you going.
3: Yeah. I think And Colleen then I feel like another barrier uh, for Yeah, I was going to say another barrier for people is they don't know what to do, right? So if you don't have experience exercising, um, it's overwhelming. Where do I start? Like I can go for a walk, but, you know, you don't want to go for Maybe you don't want to go for a walk every day or maybe it's raining out. Um, So, you know, there are different programs out there. Fitness of Friends is one where it's uh, we have an accountability program where you have access to a coach um, that can give you workouts that you can do on your own time. We can frame, them. you know, if you have three days a week, 15 minutes a day, we can tell you what to do. You know, you can, if you're really motivated, you can watch some YouTube videos. Um, but the key is really just to do different things every day. You know, you don't want to, if you work your upper body one day, you don't want to work your upper body the next day. You know, if you go for a walk one day, um, you know, maybe you go for a walk and add a little bit of weight training in the second day um so you always want to keep it fresh and, and and keep it new and 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 don't get overwhelmed with it you know you do a little bit of research online you know reach out for a personal trainer you know just to get you started so you get an idea you don't have to commit to them for months or years and pay a fortune um or, you know, you could sign up for online subscription like we have as well. We do Zoom classes. We do, um, you know, we do it in the morning, in the afternoon, at night. We do 20-minute classes. We do 30-minute classes. We do 45-minute classes. Um, so there are lots of options out there for people who want it.
1: Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And and this idea about uh, accountability, I know, works really well for individuals that potentially have a hard time. Um, you know, committing, committing the time on their own, you know, even something like looking up YouTube videos. So that really, you know, in busy lives, like, really, I got to carve out time to look at YouTube. I don't even personally, I don't even know what to look for. I don't have half hour an hour to put together a regimen that would work. I wouldn't even know where to start. Like the, even the, the idea that like you have to switch it up, what kind of exercise. So the, the idea to me, at least that you guys have this accountability program where people get individualized attention um, is, is, is really powerful to me because I know when I work with clients who say like, I don't have time to exercise. I don't know what to do. Like something like basically a friendly suggestion about here's a thing that's already prescripted for you. Uh, and you kind of get it in the morning and whenever you'd like it is, is really powerful because I know for me, it's just something that that I do. I know exactly what to do. It takes me, you know, 30 to 35 minutes or so and I'm on my way. And that's, uh, uh, you know, it's very helpful.
2: And, right. and also- And as you were it talking about- Yeah.
3: So that, again, Rachel, and it's to um, your
2: level. Like it, you know, an accountability coach would do it to your level. So if you're a beginner, they're not going to give something that's going to- push you over the edge of extreme workout they're going to gradually you know work you up to uh, a higher a level but you start as a beginner it's you know so you don't have to it's not this horrible hard workout that that's going to you know be be bad it it will be (laughs) it will be something that's just right
1: for you sure sure colleen it sounds like you had some thoughts on this too
3: yeah, so I have to gather my thoughts because I forgot what I was going to say. So this will be the edited piece. But um, oh, you you were talking about with the with the watch, the the Apple Watch. Um, you know what we do with the accountability training, and really how um, I think you get people to stay on track is when you do give them the workouts. They know that when they do them, that someone is going to know that they did them, right? Because uh, you could track each other's activity like for Rachel if I didn't take her to the gym every day in the beginning and do the workout with her she wouldn't have shown up so just knowing that she had to be accountable to somebody (laughs) but then she got to the point and it it takes a little time to get in your groove you know it's not something that you might need forever but it's just knowing that you know I want to commit to that once you commit and your, your head's in the right space, and then you start feeling better and knowing you're accountable accountable to somebody really will help you be successful. Um, and I think, Tim, it'll get you to the point where you said, right, after one week of exercise, you're not going to be in that headspace that is helping your depression, but over a period of time, you know, three, four weeks.
1: Yeah, uh, it probably. We'll edit that out, like the sound that's behind.
2: Um, the other thing that I think is important and Colleen's very good at too, and we, we speak about this a lot with fitness, with friends, with our blogs and whatnot is, um, scheduling in the exercises. So, you know, people are very, very, very busy and we get that the way to, to get yourself, um, making sure that you prioritize these workouts and you put it in your calendar as if it's a meeting that you have to go to, it's part of your your daily regimen. I have a meeting at nine 30, it's nine 30 to 10, it's nine 30 to 10 30, whatever it is. And you do it. And you know, if you, it wouldn't be like, you wouldn't show up for a meeting and you know, your boss, you would be like, where are you? You have to, you know, it's something that you have to do. It's, right. it's about you.
1: Right. Absolutely. Tim- very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> what are your, what are your thoughts on this from, as a clinician, do you find, um, I don't know if it's a common thing you talk about with your clients about how fitness plays a role in potentially trauma. I know you you specialize in that be or anxiety or depression for that matter. Anything that comes to mind to help people motivate if they don't really find themselves in the emotional space to do it, uh, be it that they're overwhelmed or any other emotional barrier that uh, – that you typically speak to,
0: yeah. So I I could probably speak to this for like two hours. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to think of my 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 biggest um, points here. But um, yeah, you know it it um, if if you think about motivation, you know it it means I I need to really want to do this, right? There, like I I need to see some sort of benefit in this, and and if that thought or that thought process isn't there, um, it's not going to Happen, right? Um, most people are, you know, if you kind of strip down motivation, I like to say it's, you know, it either adds pain, I'm sorry, it adds pleasure or avoids pain. And then if it matches one of those two things, then we're pretty motivated to do it, right? So if we're thinking about um, exercise, well, sometimes it hurts (laughs) and stinks. And like when your lungs are, you know, on fire, when you're on the treadmill or, you know, your muscles are super sore, you don't want to do that. Right. So I think what's so, so, so important is like, as people are working on trying to get, um, into working out into a routine, into fitness, they really have to see the value in it. You know, the entire time, if we're, you know, if we don't have, Or eye on the prize for lack of a better term, or if, 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 if we don't see that benefit, then we're not, we're not going to do it because there's 10 million reasons not to. Right. Right. And, and we're so, we're so good at procrastinating and putting things off. Um, I really think that our mindset has to be super duper there. We have to be motivated for it. We have to see the benefits and all of those really great things. Um, and just another point that, that I was really thinking about is, um, so many people, I've heard get like very anxious and very very worried and nervous when they're exercising in a public place like a gym, right? They they really fear like they're like like they're being judged or or, or that they're being looked at or you know, a lot of that sort of stuff. So I'm really glad that um, I think it was Colleen who mentioned that before about you know a, like a really truly non judgmental zone. I think that that's super important. Um, and also I, I tell people all the time, you know, when people are at the gym, they f- kind of feel as though everyone's looking at them and we know that they're not right. It's like you, you aren't the center of attention in in, 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 a gym. Although yes, it does feel like that. The anxiety does really make it seem like that. Um, that's a, that, that's a, that's a really big mental hurdle that I've worked with a lot of people to try to get over. Um, because if that, if that thought and that thought process is in your head while you're in a gym, you're going to feel wildly uncomfortable. You're not going to. It's just going to be another reason to leave. And so you do. Um, so, so those are t- just two points that kind of pops in my head based off what Colleen and Rachel are sure, saying. Sure. And it sounds like that's what yeah, fitness say. with friends
1: is really good at, right? Like the idea that you not only exercising, you're having fun, you're doing it with, with friends, or at least you're going there for the social connection to make friends. So you mm-hmm. kind of combine that all into one and it kind of creates a great place to be able to get in shape and also, um to either exercise with friends or potentially make uh new social connections but just one thing that also popped up for me tim when you were speaking about the whole idea about willingness right like the motivation because it almost feels like there's a dichotomy there right like i'm motivated or i'm not motivated right like and how the hell do you get from not motivated into motivated is this like a something that you do or how do you get there and sometimes often the bridge is this idea of willingness, right? Am I willing to tolerate physical discomfort for future benefit? Am I willing to commit for 30 minutes so that I'm feeling physically and emotionally better? So this kind of potentially basic, simple, but also very real and very transformational idea. Am I willing to feel physical discomfort? Um, And this is something, Colleen, that you taught me, which I really like. This is, you know, one of the hardest half hours of your day. Like to me, that really spoke because like, again, I have several surgeries that I had in my life. So for me to kind of wrap my head around, like for me, physical exercise is difficult. But to frame it in a way, am I willing to dedicate that half hour or so? for my physical and mental health just was transformational so i always kind of when when you and i do exercises on friday or when i do it individually by myself i kind of try to remind myself of that and that really helps me push through the physical discomfort
0: yeah i i i, I could jump in a, a little bit more there um you know constantly whenever whenever i think about mo- motivation and for the gym and i even use this stuff for, for myself right um I think about um, what we talk about a lot in motivational interviewing and, and, and change talk. So, so a big part of when I'm working with someone using motivational interviewing, that, that's, that's a big part of the goal. You want to elicit change talk, right? And, and change talk is basically when we're saying things such as like, yeah, it is a really good idea for me to go. Or, you know, at the end of the day, it's not that hard. And, oh, it's only 30 minutes of your day. All, all of those words, that's all, that's all change talk. Right, um, rather than the opposite, what they call in motivational interviewing, su- sustained talk. Sustained talk is sort of like, oh, you know, I could do it tomorrow, or I don't really have to today, or any of those sort of, sort of sort of things that you know kind of keep our feet where where they're at. And so, um, when I'm talking about motivation in any way, um, I'm trying to elicit that change talk, and I try to elicit it for myself too. Right, I, I I try to catch myself when I'm in some sort of sustained talk. Right, and then I sort of like. I, I sort of take that thought or that phrase and I change it and I tweak it to kind of just continuously make that narrative in my mind, uh, very change talky for for lack of a better term. Um, and I really feel like, you know, like having that type of thought, that thought process, that, that, that pattern, um, it's a huge, huge part, um, and, and super important. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested to hear Colleen's thoughts about, about what I just said.
3: Yes. Um, So there's days, right, where you wake up and you're you're exhausted, right? And you just don't want to get up in general. So forget about getting up and working out. So I always tell my clients, put your feet on the ground, have your workout pants out the night before your your workout clothes, get up, put your workout clothes and just show up. Because once you, the hardest part is just showing up, right? If whether it's on Zoom, whether you're going to a gym, whether you're meeting friends in a field to do a workout, once you're there, you're not leaving, right? You're going to get, you're going to do that workout. You're most likely going to enjoy it. Well, when you're done, (laughs) you're you're going to, and at the end, you're going to feel a million times better than if you woke up and you just laid right back down and went to sleep. Now all day you're going to dread, oh, I should have gotten my workout in. You're not going to have the energy you would have had. So you maybe in your mind, use that change talk that you just referred to. of I can get out of bed and put my clothes on. Because 95% of the time, if you get out of bed and put those clothes on, you're going to show up. And all you need to do is show up. And, um, and you're going to feel a million times better at the end of the day.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that. That is so true. Like breaking it down into very small steps is is really the way to do it. And you know, with clinicians, that's so true of so much change. Um, you know, I work with a lot of people with addictions, for example, and that's kind of the same conversation, uh, internal kind of conversation that they're always having, where Like, it's really about you know, can I not drink for this hour, right? Like, so you're really trying to break it down into manageable steps. And exercise for a lot of people has a lot of emotional uh, barriers to it. Again, kind of like what you guys spoke about, what Tim said about just like being anxious about, are people going to be judging me? How do I do it? Just like the behavioral elements of it. Uh, but but I'm glad to hear that you guys kind of thought about all the all these challenges and are presenting really a program that's attuned to people at different levels of exercise it sounds like you guys maybe you could speak a little bit more about it the the availability that you guys have that people with busy schedules and obviously we're for all our listeners we're based in northern New Jersey so it's a we're basically a suburb of New York City so we we all have busy lives Um, but I think you guys did a really nice job of offering services that are designed uh, for the type of clientele that live here
2: well, just one thing I, before we go Do into that, go start, I just start. want to go back to the the two really important things mm-hmm. that you don't have to go to a gym. I mean, gyms are great. I'm not, I'm not discounting gyms. There are ways to work out at home, you know, through, um, online services like we have, or YouTube, you know, videos, um, there's ways to work out walking, etc. The second thing is, um, you don't have to work out for 30 or 40 minutes. You really can start walking, working out And thinking of it in small chunks of time, start with 10 minutes, start with 15 minutes, whatever you're, you can handle. And I think that's a challenge, like thinking of it in 35, 40 minute increments, it it becomes overwhelming. Start small. I think that's a really big one um, that will help people just start feeling better, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and they'll just have more energy. Um, So I I think that's an important piece.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Colleen, do you have kind of some thoughts on this?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So when you going back to um, options and opportunities, um, when we created, we, we decided in the spring to move our classes outside I, um, because the weather was getting nicer. Um, people want to be together. People want to work out with friends again. Um, some people want to get off Zoom. Uh, so when we built our schedule, we had that in mind that people are busy, so we want to offer a little bit of something for everyone, so we have classes that are early in the morning, we have a class at six thirty for the working parents that just want to get it over with it's a half hour class, um, a hit style class, and then we have some classes for um, you know moms that are not working that want to drop their kids off at school, come to a class around nine thirty. Um, and then we have yoga classes. We have five different yoga classes a week um, taught by a certified yoga instructor. Uh, have, And then we also have classes for kids. We have speed and agility class for seven and nine-year-olds. We have a cheer class for um, kids who, who like to cheer taught by a uh, national champion cheerleading coach. We wow. have um, dance classes, hip-hop, TikTok for kids, sports classes. Um, so we have over 20 classes a week for adults and um, and kids. We do boot camp two nights a week, you know, um, 6 and 6.30, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then we do it on the weekends on Sunday. So we have classes during the week. We have classes on the weekend. And we don't expect everyone to go to every class, but the reason that we have such a robust schedule is because we really want to give everyone the opportunity uh, to find what works for them, what, what works in your schedule. Is it only 30 minutes or do, would you rather do a 45-minute class? Um, and if none of those work, then you know they can reach out to us personally uh, through fitnesswithfriends.net and we can work with them on an accountability coaching level and really tailor something that works to them. So. You know that's what makes us happy. Making sure giving people the opportunity to exercise, to get fit, to have fun with their friends, and and really feel good about themselves.
1: Very cool. Yeah, that sounds uh sounds like an exciting program. Uh, <clears throat> just uh before we end for today, and I know this might be uh opening up a completely different conversation, but do you do you guys have any thoughts? And that's really out there for any anybody, Rachel, Colleen, or Tim. Uh. How to get more men involved in this process uh because I know that i, I don't know if I'm the only one but I'm, I'm one of very few um and again whether i don't know if it's the idea about men uh, not being interested is it do you guys have any thoughts about how to get you know more men involved in this process i've I've personally reached out to some and i I hear different uh, reasons and opinions, like it's not that important, I need to focus more on work, or I need to focus more on making, you know, maybe some financial contributions, they don't see it as um, as self-care, it's just that I'm wondering if you guys have any thoughts on how to expand that, be it fitness with friends, or just fitness in general, for more men
0: in this area. Well, I, I have a lot of thoughts about that. I, th- I think. Uh,
2: when we're interested here, yeah.
0: Uh, you know, I, I I guess I'll just put it in a nutshell. You know, so many so many folks that I that I see, uh, basically, like when when we when you kind of like uh, look at look at it and 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 see their behavior and what they do and what they don't do, you know, I'd say like nine out of ten people, you know, put other things over their self care. And, and, and taking care of themselves, right? I think fitness is probably the best way to engage in self-care. And it's so easy in our lives for other things to supersede, right? Whether it be um, an obligation, a work, a thought, a feeling of, of whatever, right? So many things can can uh, mess up that priority list, and whereas priority number one really needs to be taking care of ourselves. Um, it's so much easier easier to have different priorities supersede that. And I think that it's super unfortunate. Um and the reason could be anything, right? It could be like, oh, I don't like to go to the gym, or it could be, oh, it's never going to work, or I tried it or this. At the end of the day, it's just that that very simple priority list is um is a little tweaked and I think people need to kind of take a take a good hard look and really think, you know, how am I taking care of myself? Right? What do I need to do? Uh really normalizing that. I think Uh, Programs like this make it a little bit easier, like a few more options. I think conversations like this are important because no one really talks about the fact that we are really bad at taking care of ourselves. And so, you know, I, like, from a clinical point of view, I really think that this conversation is hugely, hugely important. And, you know, exercise, fitness, mental health, it all goes together. And I don't know. I really, I, I really challenge a lot of my patients to make sure that they're their their own number one priority. So um, I just think that this is hugely, hugely important for for everyone to think about for their own lives.
2: And I would say also the financial impact. So we are very we we created a program very specifically to be affordable. Um, one thing we did not want is that to, for price to be uh, an obstacle for people to get healthy that's how strongly and passionate we feel about making it accessible to everyone so our classes are very affordable we have packages and you can come in as individual but you know they're it's affordable it's not going to break your bank we're we have classes that are ten dollars and fifteen dollars a session it's you know it's it's really manageable um, it's
1: very manageable. It's very manageable because as some of you, some of the listeners maybe already use those services or know about so sometimes at the gym, it could be you know up to $120, $150 for, for about 45 minutes. So this definitely makes it a lot more financially affordable. And I and I hope this is really a challenge for men out there, be it to reach out to you guys, Fitness with Friends, or just in general, uh, figuring out ways, uh, be it what Colleen was talking about, just getting your 10 minutes, Or just uh, making sure that you frame out your day where you dedicate kind of like a meeting to a particular uh, regiment. Um, So I I think whichever way our male listeners go, you know, being more engaged in physical self care is uh, you know quite paramount. Mm -hmm.
3: I also think, Constantine, that there's a stigma with group fitness classes for men. I feel that um, they hear group fitness and all this and are turned off by it because they think of a class full of women jumping around doing aerobics. Um and I just want to make it clear um exactly the, the class the classes <laughs> that we offer are about strength building, about getting more physically fit. You know, we have a full body workout where you do upper body, lower body, you know, lunges. Bicep curls, that kind of stuff that you you would do in a gym, but you're doing outside of the gym. Um, and then boot camp is different stations where you're working with a ladder, or you're doing sprints, or you're dropping and doing push-ups. Um, so it's it's they're very physical classes meant for men and women and or kids. Um, so any gender really, most most ages. Uh, so it, it's really getting people to understand get rid of that stigma, you know, of a, of a group class. Um, you know, it's,
2: I can attest my husband takes the class with Colleen. Um, and I've actually taught this class as well. And he, he sore the next day. I mean, he, it is, it is a, it is, you know, you don't have to work it as hard as he did, but, um, if you do it to the full extent, it could be a great workout and something for people to, to build muscle to build strength. Um, so it's, it is, I agree with her and it's funny. She said it exactly the way I would have, but there is a steps with stigma and this is not like jumping around and wearing, you know, little dresses and we're, we're, you know, just trying to lose weight. We're strength training. And building. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, we guys are coming to a close today, but w- w- one thing I, g- I can also attest to uh, personally is that you know, for some of the male listeners, you can start with a one-on-one training and then move into accountability training and then maybe kind of build yourself up if you're interested to do more groups. So there's just so many options just out there in general and with fitness with friends specifically. Um, so I really hope you, uh, you challenge yourself to be able to uh, do self-care in a more physical sort of a way. But before we end, we do want to kind of thank uh, Colleen and Rachel for being here. And Tim, always love to hear kind of your thoughts on uh, how the intersectionality between mental health and fitness. Uh, Again, anybody who's interested, feel free to reach out to fitnesswithfriends.net. And then I think it's pretty simple uh, what you do from there. Again, thanks so much, Rachel and Colleen, for being here.
3: Thanks for having us. This has been the last session of the day with The Therapy
0: Guys. See you next time.